Hi there, Jonathan here. This is Bible Loop 2230, and we're reading the book of Revelation in 30 days. Today we read of the bowls of God's wrath being poured out. Here we find yet another angle on the same period of history between the first and second coming of Christ known as the inter-advental period. Yet with the bowls seemingly pointing to the latter part of the age. The unveiling of the bowls of wrath is so closely related to the plagues of Egypt that one is hard-pressed to not see a connection between God's judgment on the beast of Egypt and God's final judgment on the beast of Babylon. Anyone who carries the mark of the beast and has worshipped his image is included in a terrible affliction of ugly festering sores, In contrast to this, the redeemed are covered as the ancient Israelites were with the blood of the Lamb on their doorposts and now their hearts. The consequences of the bowls being poured out does not affect only one-third or one-quarter of the earth. The statements encompass everything. This seems to be referring then to the last intense lead-up to the final battle and consummation of all things. Verse 5, the angel announces that God is just in his judgments. God is finally answering the prayers of his people who were gathered in the bowls of incense before the throne. Those who shed the blood of the martyrs are now going to be repaid with the punishment they deserve. The bowls include a cosmic punishment with the sun meeting out pain on the earth. One can't help but wonder if there is an aspect to global warming here as we hear constant news of temperatures rising and ice caps melting. Chillingly, verse 9, the people still refuse to repent and glorify God. The last three bowls deal with the final battle of Armageddon and the great victory of the Lamb. The beastly kingdom and the Antichrist have one last terrifying attack on the people of God and the earth. Frogs were involved in the plagues of Egypt. Also in ancient Near Eastern thought, they represent all that is unclean. Verse 13, out of the mouth of the dragon, Satan, his evil earthly empire, the first beast, and his false prophet, the lawless Antichrist, come deception and blasphemies and are empowered by the hordes of fallen demonic spirits. These powers go out to the whole world, not partially, but the world in its entirety, to gather humanity to wage war against the Lamb of God. What this would look like in reality is very hard to imagine. We are just told that there is a final battle, and it's named the Battle of Armageddon in verse 16. The kings of the earth, that is those who wield power in these final days, are joined together in an anti-God mindset. Then the seventh bowl is poured out, representing the end of the end. The language of the outworking of the seventh bowl is similar to what we have heard in previous descriptions. Flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on earth. So tremendous was the quake. These descriptions are cosmic in proportion and the loss of islands into the sea, disappearing of mountains, falling of huge hailstones surely speak to us of what scientists already fear through the impact of humanity on the earth. Babylon the Great is to be given the cup filled with the wine of the fury of God's wrath. 
One would be wise to come out of Babylon like Noah was told to come out of the world destined for destruction by the flood. Verse 21, tragically, the people's response was to curse God for his righteous judgment and punishment. May we not follow in their footsteps. Grace and peace to you in Jesus. Mm -hmm.